right, wicked. So today we're joined by a talented musical artist. You may have even seen some of her TikTok videos. Not sure. And if you if you haven't, maybe you have seen them on Reels on Instagram. Um, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready to talk to the incredibly talented Dano. <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's it's awesome to have you. Um, I was going through Instagram, seeing some people when we were starting this this whole podcast and figuring out what talented folks were coming up on our radar, what search keywords will I look up to get certain people. And your profile came up uh, once or twice, and I was like, this looks really cool. She looks fun. She looks entertaining. And I was like, got to hit her up. Got to do something. And I think we hit you up like earlier this year. I can't remember exactly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I ghosted you. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things I totally, you know, I hit up so many people and I was like, oh shit, wait, I got to get back to a bunch of others. And you were one of the ones I finally was able to get back to. Apologies. No, all good, all good. Okay. And thank you so much. I'm glad that uh, you were, you found my profile on Instagram. I, I hope that means I did something right. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I want to comment on your Instagram account real quick. Because actually, we had on a very another very, very talented musician uh, earlier on, uh, Baby Boy Blue. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or if you listened to the podcast of him on, but definitely yes. recommend. This guy reminds me of you in the sense that your accounts, your profiles are of those, you wouldn't know, what I'm saying is you wouldn't know what the follower count is on those accounts. You wouldn't, you would assume based on the content that is being put out, the quality and whatnot, that it's like millions of followers. And then you, oh. and then you look at it and you're like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I feel bad for these people, you know? Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, shit, people are putting out some good stuff and they're not getting that recognition. You know, and I don't know whatever it is that's causing them not to get it. But hopefully after, I don't know, I don't know if today is going to help you, but like, you know, hopefully you get that, you get, you get those people. Yeah. Well, first, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that because I do put a lot of uh, time and effort into my content. But honestly, everyone has to start somewhere. So I haven't been doing it this long. Um, so I'm excited to grow and it's been quite a fun journey. And you know, a lot of the people that have really large followings, they've been doing it for a long time. I mean, some people have the great pleasure of uh, blowing up really quickly, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that get there are consistent, they are steady, and they are just growing every single day, every single week, and that adds up over time. So uh, oh. hopefully I will get there maybe in a few years, but I'm certainly not going to give up. I'm having so much fun uh, making music and making this content. So uh, yeah, we'll just see where it goes. Exactly, and that, that's like that's another thing. You will get there, and that leads me to my other point, oh, which is something. You. Oh, totally. That leads me to my other point, which is something I always bring up here on the show, which is also at the end of the day, like who gives a fuck how many people you have following you? That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm in a lot of groups with uh, other musicians, and it can be so stressful. Um, but I, we always talk about this all the time. As long as you enjoyed making the content and you learned something yep. from making the content, and it was fun. It doesn't matter. So some of the creators get into trouble when they don't really like what they're doing. 
And they need to stop and say, why am I doing this again? <laughs> this is supposed yeah. to be fun. And obviously, you know, if you have the potential to, to make money or get, uh, have it be a full-time career, um, you know, that's the goal and the dream for a lot of people. But at the end of the day, I, I love what I do. Um, I'm probably most active on YouTube and, uh, I, I make reaction videos, uh, to, to songs and albums that come out. And the reason I do it is because I want to learn from those musicians. And so I don't care if no one watches my video because <laughs> I'm going to listen to their album critically anyway. Right. So why not record it? And if, if you want to listen with me, cool. But, you know, if three people watch it, I'll be like, whatever. I still got so much out of listening to this album. So, um, so yeah, I always think it's really important to have fun while you're doing it. Ditto. Like 100% agree with that. Because it's like you go back to, I don't know, I'll name an artist from back, Elton John. Like clearly he didn't have Instagram to help him. But, right. oh, guess what? He still became famous. Or he that's still right. did whatever it is that he needed to do to get to where he is today, whether that's fame or not, whatever. But he's still, he's still having a great time at what he does. <laughs> and that, at that's the other right. day, that's what matters. And, um, and I, I try to remind uh, some of my musician uh, friends of this as well. Some of them hate Instagram. Yeah, so I'm like, don't 100%. do it then. It's yeah. not the only path. It is a path to get your music out there for sure, but it's not the only path. There are a lot of people that have had their success on TikTok or YouTube or old school uh, PR and uh, yeah. opening for bigger bands. So there really is so many paths to get to where you want to go. So I always try to remind those musicians, if you are not having fun, you need to stop and, and rethink and make sure that you're you're enjoying the journey. Yeah, but... A long one for many musicians. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and but but that being said, don't stop what you're doing on on TikTok or Instagram or wherever else that you're dropping this stuff because I think oh, it, thank you. I think it's very beneficial for people. I think I was watching before we came on some of your stuff, like you were saying, recommendations of, of albums and, and reviewing them and whatnot. I think all that stuff is is just great content that's being put out there. Um, oh, thank you so much. I try. No, and I think you succeed. I just think I, I really for for I really wish there's more eyes on it. I hopefully people, if you're listening to this right now, give her a follow. Let people you're know about it. You know, I think I think it's definitely it's the least we could do here to 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 have your stuff uh, be seen by more people. Um, oh, thanks so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, of course, I know you for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, of those five minutes, I know you as a singer. So that being said, when did you start singing? Is this something you were doing since you were a, a young a young girl? Or is this something that you, you discovered later in life? I actually have a very long singing journey. I started, um, I think I was in my first Broadway, or it was not on Broadway, but like my first musical Ooh. when I was six uh, at local theater in my town. And so I did musical theater for a number of years, uh, you know, sang in choir and all that fun stuff uh, growing up. And then um, I started private lessons in seventh grade, but they were classical. So I sang classical music uh, from seventh grade. Uh, then when I graduated high school, I uh, got accepted to Susquehanna University uh, for music ed in um, classical singing. And I did it for a year and realized that uh, I don't like classical singing after spending all that money and time <laughs> on lessons and whatnot. Nice. And I just, I didn't enjoy it. Um, 
something else that had happened is my, my senior year of high school, I joined a rock band. So it was the first time that I had ever sang a style that wasn't um, like Broadway style or classical style. And I loved it. It was my element. Um, but with that said, um, I struggled. I really struggled singing rock music. Uh, I, everyone in my band can tell you, they're like, stop with the vibrato. Stop with the, I'm like, I'm, I can't. <laughs> like, I've been practicing singing vibrato for like six years. Um, so it was, it was a really big struggle. Um, ultimately the band didn't work out. Um, I decided I dropped out of college because I knew I didn't want to do classical singing anymore, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and so eventually I ended up going back to school, but not in music. And I gave up. I went to Rutgers with a degree in sociology, thought I wanted to be a social worker. And I'm like, I can't do music. Um, I tried singing rock. I, it, I loved it. I loved it, but I was very bad at it. So um, I took almost a 10 year break and, um, you know, graduated college, had a great job, uh, got married, bought a house. And I'm like, sitting here and being like, I'm so incredibly unhappy, but I don't understand why. Like I have everything, like I'm so grateful for, for everything I have. Why am I still unhappy? And I realized it was because I'm in my heart, I'm a musician, I'm a singer songwriter. So I decided that I was going to get back in it again. So uh, that probably was uh, two summers ago and I had no idea what that journey would look like, but I just said, you know, I don't care. I got to figure it out as I go. And, um, I tried really hard to retrain my voice completely. Um, at the time when I started again, it was unbelievably difficult. I didn't have a coach, so I'm just like watching YouTube videos and whatnot. And uh, I had made some progress, but I was still stuck. So I ended up getting a vocal coach uh, this year, someone who I actually found on TikTok. <laughs> and um, she uh, specializes in a uh, mixed belt, which is uh, most how, how like most female pop singers sing these days. Yeah. And she also, uh, this teacher comes from a classical background. So she knows what it's like to uh, be trained classically and, and have to switch over. So I knew she would be the perfect teacher for me. I've been working with her since January and I'm finally at a place where I think I don't hate my voice anymore. Um, it, it took a really long time to be like, you know, happy with the way things were coming out and the way they were sounding. And I cannot express enough how frustrating it is to hear something in your head and open your mouth and it just doesn't come out the way you hear it. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> like, why? Why? Uh, so anyway, um, it was such a long journey, but they always say that the difficult journeys are the most fulfilling and very, very happy with where I am now, um, even though it took me so long to get here. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think something you mentioned, you said you're married, right? So I am, yeah. So friends, family, with your decision to go back into music, was everyone on board and supportive of you? They were so happy. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> they were so happy. Um, they knew how much I loved it, especially my mom. Oh, my goodness. She would always be like, when can I hear you sing? And I'm like, I don't sing anymore, mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a little bitter. Right. But uh, yeah, they were so happy and so supportive. And um, I'm so grateful. My husband actually is uh, an incredible musician himself. He just plays for fun at oh, home. Awesome. He doesn't you know, record music or anything, but uh, he's a guitar player and he's an amazing singer. And so it's nice having um, someone here that I can ask for help. Uh, 
he's also been a great emotional support when I'm like, I can't do it. You know, I'm too old to get back in music. And he's like, cut it out. Let's <laughs> get in the studio and, and sing. So anyway, um, yeah, everyone has been so unbelievably supportive. I could not be more grateful. So that, that, that transition from classical to, to rock into what would you categorize what you're doing now? Pop. pop. I would say pop. Okay. Yeah. So all those three transitions, clearly there's no denying, like you just said, the journey you went on has helped you and become who you are now. Do you, there's no denying obviously that then your style today would not be what it is without that classical, uh, training, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I think I'm finally at the point where I'm not bitter about it anymore. Um, but a part of me, you know, my, my family does not come from a music background. So when, when I told my mom, I wanted to do singing lessons in seventh grade, you know, she just put me in the local mm. singing school. There was no discussion on, well, what style do you want to sing? And, right. and, you know, let's find a, a right teacher, you know, how would a non-musician know that? So um, I was really bitter for a long time because, you know, it's frustrating putting all those years and time and money into being trained and then being like, I'm not happy with the results of that. Uh, even though, you know, I could sing opera and classical very well, but I didn't like the sound of it. So um, I was just very bitter that, um, you know, I wasn't where I wanted to be. But now looking back, obviously it's impacted my sound. Um, and I think that for what it's worth, there are a lot of things in classical music that um, really help they really, really help, especially with just training your ear and um, having familiarity with the voice. Um, it, it does really help uh, in this transition. And now that I have a vocal coach, like she'll talk to me about my soft palate and, you know, um, it, widening my vocal folds. And I know exactly what she's talking about. So I am grateful. I think that if I had started as a pop singer, uh, you know, without any background, I don't think I would have made uh, strides as quickly as I did. So I am grateful for my journey. And there's no denying that the journey really makes you who you are. So uh, I'm grateful for who I am. And it wouldn't, it, it just wouldn't be the same if I didn't have those experiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I think anything that we go through cements its legacy on us, mm -hmm. our, me our mentality against other things in the future going forward. Um, and we know, like, again, we've discussed your singing aspect. Is, are, are you also playing instruments? Uh, do, are, are you, because I know many of my, you know, musician friends, I know it's not just the one thing that they, they focus on. They, they, they try to dabble in everything. Is, is that what you're doing as well? Yeah, absolutely. I play piano. Um, I don't consider myself a piano player, but uh, I have been playing piano for a number of years. Um, it is really helpful, I think, for musicians to have at least one instrument that they can accompany themselves on. Um, if not, musicians can always use a track. There's there's no harm in that. But it is just nice uh, being able to play piano, especially because I write a lot of music. And um, just knowing your way around the piano or, or you know, if it, if anyone had a, a different instrument, it does help in the writing process as well. So um, I play piano. I don't call myself a piano player, uh, but when I play shows out in public, I'll accompany myself. But the end goal is that, um, you know, I will play to a track so that I have all the instruments or hire other musicians uh, for, for live shows. Um, I 
I call myself a campfire guitarist. I can't play guitar, but I can strum a few chords. <laughs> so, you know, especially in pop music, there's like, you know, six chords that are used, you know, right. six chords and you know, like basically every song on the planet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I have a electronic drum set. I am very bad at it, but uh, I am determined to uh, get a little better at drums just because I do sometimes struggle with my uh, rhythm. So I thought that uh, learning drums would help help me have better time when I'm singing and playing. So that's that's it for now, I guess. <laughs> I think uh, I think you should you should get into brass and uh, piss off your neighbors and see where that goes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I will say, like, I have no idea how people do woodwind instruments. Uh, growing up, my sister played flute, and I would try so hard to get a sound to come out of that flute and I would end up passing out and I just didn't. <laughs> I used to play the I, trumpet and it was, yeah, it, oh, it takes did? a lot out of you, but it's so, it's such a beautiful sound. I love brass. It so it's such a beautiful sound that it's worth the sacrifice of, of your lungs. It sure is. It sure <laughs> is. And you know what you actually remind me, I did play a little bit of violin in um, middle school. I think I played oh, wow. violin from like fourth to eighth grade. Uh, but I have not touched that in a long time. But I feel like I would never forget. <laughs> I'll be like riding a bike, pick it up, and it's so ingrained in my brain. Well, then, yeah, and it's it's beyond difficult. So the fact that you would be able to pick that up is kind of kind of uh, awesome. Um, I think I think it's just one of those things where I think that fit in really perfectly into your classical background. You know, obviously, playing a violin that that's did, is it that, did. is that why you played the violin? No, honestly, the only reason I played violin is because uh, for some reason in my township, uh, they let students play orchestra starting fifth grade, or, or I'm sorry, starting fourth grade, and they didn't let students play band until fifth grade. Mm. So I just wanted to play music. So I'm like, well, I'll, I'll do something in the orchestra so that I don't have to wait a year. <laughs> so that's the only reason why I picked violin. But I will say um, violin is a great instrument or any string instrument uh, or, or trombone for that matter is a really great instrument for uh, building your ear because you have mm. to find the exact note, unlike a piano where you press the note. Um, you know, uh, on violin, there's, it, it's a string. So if you're a little too high or a little too low, you'll be sharp or flat. So uh, any instrument where um, you kind of have to slide to find the right one is right. really, really great for, for building your ear, especially as uh, young uh, young players or, or new players. And, f and dealing with like patience, because I'm sure- Oh my you gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously don't get it when you first start. I can tell you that my sister did not have patience with me learning how to play violin <laughs> growing <Yeah>. up. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I would have either because, man, that, those sounds initially could. Uh, oh, yeah. Could no, break it's a not. Like hearing a fourth grader try to play violin is not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't even want to. You see it in like movies and stuff, and you're just like, oh, if, if I had to <laughs> deal with that growing up. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's tough. So I know, like, uh, Again, like things I've gotten from a lot of people that that have been on this this show, I, even even myself, I know I dabble in a lot of other creative outlets other than just what I normally do, and and I don't mean to label you as a singer, but or as a, you know, you're a musician. Um, is is it wrong to only label you label you like that, or are you also doing a bunch of other stuff? Are you also like a painter, and we don't know about it? Like, are you doing other things? So yes and no. Um, 
you can label me as a musician because that is what I hope my career will be one day, uh, doing something with singing and sing and writing music. Um, but I, I think as, as you mentioned yourself, creative people are creative people and we have many outlets. I love poetry. I do not release any of my poetry and I don't plan on it. Um, but I, I love reading poetry and, and writing it. And I think it helps with lyric writing. Um, I love drawing. I am not good at it, but it is fun for me. So I will never show anyone my sketchbook, <laughs> but now I do you enjoy must. it. Now you must. Maybe we'll see. You know, maybe I'll, I'll DM you a little, a little glimpse. Uh, but I also love dance, and I love dance oh, okay. and movement. Yeah. Uh, so I may. I was thinking that I might actually, um, like, make a, eventually make a music video of just me dancing uh, to the song. And I'm like, there, I could make a whole music video by just choreographing something and, and filming it. So maybe yeah, we'll see talents. some of that. Three talents right there. You're shooting it. But, Dancing it, uh, dancing to it, and singing to it. So the, that's so true. That's true. And I will say now with my YouTube channel, I've learned a little bit about filming and film editing. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I don't really do like I'm not very creative in that. Maybe one day I will. Right now, it's all just technical, very very basic. But, but it works. Um, so I, I think, um, yeah, I think if you release those drawings, you will have. <laughs> The followers that we were talking about earlier. <laughs> you know what? We'll see. Maybe, maybe I'll start. Maybe um, I'll give people a little gl glimpse, at least on my stories. It's funny. But... Dancing for me is the thing that I'm like, I will never see any, I will never allow anyone to see me do that. And sing. <laughs> I do those two things on my own when no one's home. But it's again, I'm never, never going to be seen by the public. <laughs> you know what? As long as you're having fun, that's yeah. all that matters. Same with my drawing. They're bad, but and I who, enjoy it. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe I'm the world's greatest singer. The world will never know. <laughs> that's true you, see maybe you should just put yourself out there and see what happens no no you don't no no um i'm i'm a good karaoke singer like i could follow the notes and i could i could hit some notes and stuff uh for sure but man get up on stage i'll embarrass you uh <laughs> but um so i know like i know that a lot like okay so a lot of the things that we do comes from somewhere. I mean, it's not like we're just, you know, like for instance, an artist is not just painting a cat because he wants to. Something motivates us from within to do something. It, what are the things in your life that is that, that are motivating you to write your songs or to, to I don't know, whatever? <laughs> yeah. So I actually love this question. And um, when I first decided that I knew I needed to make music, um, it was kind of like an epiphany. Like I was literally sitting on the beach and being like, why do I hate my life? Like mm. I have everything. Um, and I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to write music. That's, that's, you know, I'm committed to it. So when I first started writing, I was like, I know I wanted to do pop. So I was just like writing these basic pop songs that didn't have a meaning because I'm a very closed off person. At least I, the, the me from two years ago was very, very, very closed off. And I didn't want to write about topics that were personal to me because I didn't want to share my feelings with the world. And so I'm writing these songs and they were just feeling flat, like they were emotionless. And sure, I guess you could say that they were catchy, but I don't know, there was nothing special about them. And so as I was listening to artists and, and 
getting, you know, inspiration, I realized that my favorite artists, what I loved about them was their authenticity. I I'm a yeah. huge Halsey fan. And I think she's one of the um, artists that pours her heart out. Like she shows everything, like all, all the parts of her, she, she puts in her music, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I was like, you know, I, I need to do that. And actually I was talking to my husband about it and, and he said this and I think of it all the time. He's like, at the end of the day, all people want with music is to have a connection. They want to have a connection. That that's why we love music. That's why we love art. We want to feel something. Absolutely. And so in order for people to feel something and have that connection, you have to give them something that's meaningful. So all that is to say the very first song that I wrote, um, was uh, an honest, the, the first song that I wrote that was honest and authentic, it was my best song by far, by a long shot. I mean, my friends were like, holy shit, this, like everything else that you were doing, like scrap that and go in this direction. Uh, like it was noticeably different. And the thing was actually the vocal part that I wrote, that, that song was called Stay. And the vocal part I wrote was much simpler. I mean, the entire song was so simple compared to other stuff, but people don't care. They just want that connection. And the fact that I was honest and that emotion th showed through, they liked it. So all that is to say, that was a long <laughs> response. Um, <laughs> but m m most of the content of my songs now are about this journey, uh, this, this very personal journey of discovering myself and um, kind of taking down the walls and, and showing and being myself and showing my true colors. So um, that that's really uh at least the, all the songs that i'm writing now have that theme it's the biggest thing that's on my mind yeah and i mean that's 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 fantastic and beautiful that you're actually grabbing from your own personal experiences because like you said nothing nothing reaches the audience more than something that that actually has feeling and meaning behind it i mean that's right like any I mean, I know uh, it may not be the same for movies, but definitely music. Def music is definitely an escape for many people, whether it's mm -hmm. the whether it's the, the the rhythm that they're feeling when they're listening to a song or the lyrics. You definitely want to have this connection to that that person, and I mean, more often than not, people are going to music for love or heartbreak or whatnot. But I mean, there's like you said, Halsey's doing a great. She she. I don't know every song of hers, but the ones that I have heard, um, I actually there's probably even some that I don't even know that it is her. But anyway, um, she's fantastic. She's probably one of the best lyricists that are out there right now. Um, oh, I love her lyric doesn't, writing. Doesn't get enough credit for it, um, mm -hmm. or at least maybe she doesn't. I'm not. I'm not seeing that. But uh, I definitely think that she's doing a great job. There's also like this idea that you know people. And it really bothers me because you were mentioning about all pop songs have the same vibe, the same sound, you know, because of these chords. People disregard pop music for being personal or having this feeling to it because it's pop music. They're all it's all the same thing, and it's not right. Like it's not. I, I'm not going to sit here and name a bunch of artists, but everyone has a thing to share with with you. Um, yeah, give give them it, a shot. Absolutely. And I think that um, the people who say that are people that don't like pop music. And I always, I really try to reiterate this as much as possible. 
Um, it's okay to not like a style of music if you just don't like it. You don't really have to have a justification or an explanation for it. Um, but it doesn't mean that that music is bad. It just means yeah. that you don't like it. Um, music is very subjective. Uh, some people don't like entire genres. They just don't vibe with it. That's fine. But it doesn't mean that the genre is bad. It just yeah. means that you don't like it. And that's fine. <laughs> like I, I don't vibe with 90% of country music, but it doesn't mean, yeah, it, it, it obviously resonates with a whole section of this Right. Country. Some people like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know plenty plenty of foreign people, like like friends that are not, I have a ton of friends that are not from here. That They literally vibe with country music for some weird reason. They love it. Whatever. Who knows? Who knows? Like, uh, I find you weird, but hey. <laughs> um, actually, and people I had a, like what they like, and they don't like what they don't like. Totally. And- I had a guy on, uh, one of my first guests on this show. Um, shout out to Charlie Cope, if you're listening. You're fantastic. He was uh, a guest that I had on, I think, on the second episode. And he, what he is, is a, an Americana singer. That's his, oh, nice. that's his genre. I didn't hear, I didn't know about this. Until he came on and explained to me what it was and what it is. And I was just like, oh, I, 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 on paper, I already like it. Because it's a mix of like everything. Bluegrass, right. country, jazz, blues. It's a, it's a mix of everything into this, into, into this one genre. And I'm just like, okay, let me take a listen to it. And I heard his stuff and I'm, this guy's phenomenal. I would have never, ever, ever given Americana a chance. <laughs> before before and and i I feel terrible for saying that but it's just that's just what i would have done Um, hey that's fine you know i and it's all about uh being open and you know being open to new things and new sounds that's the thing i like to think i'm an open person i definitely wouldn't have have been (laughs) Uh, or i would have miscategorized it that's another thing i would have i would have been like oh yeah that's definitely just bluegrass music or something Right, but, right. But it's got its own flair, and it's 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 something else. And yeah, um, okay, cool. Like it, I, I have a new genre I could listen to. But I think too, like you said, too many people call off a genre just because they didn't like this one song. That's right. And you're like, oh, you got to be kidding me! Right. I don't understand. Like rap music, it has evolved for the last forty years, and a lot of people, like older people, say, well, it's not the way it used to be. Yeah, it's not. It's not supposed to be the way. Right. <laughs> Things evolve. Things change. Um, it's it, it has its ups and downs. That's every genre of music. Um, yeah. And look, I love what they're doing with, with now. This, the new thing is to throw country. And again, I'm not a super big fan of country music, but throwing country music into rap music, that's really phenomenal. I think that, that for some weird reason it works. That's right. And There's a weird uh, flavor I think- there. Yeah, one of the really cool things that a lot of artists are doing today are um, combining genres and combining eras. So, like, even on John Mayer's last album, Saw Brock, it was 80s. The entire album was 80s. You have um, Silk Sonic and Bruno Mars doing, uh, like, Motown um, and, Uh, like, a very, like, 70s vibe. I mean, there's, like, so many interesting combinations of eras and styles and it's really neat it's there's so many possibilities and i love to see all this creativity from the artists as they kind of explore those i mean you i mean you can't even like bruno mars is not was not born in this time like he was born in the wrong time right he (laughs) certainly has been doing he's been certainly reaching back to the past every single chance he can and he succeeds and he does a great fucking job at it 
Um, but I feel so bad for him. He was born in the wrong time. <laughs> right. And, you know, I always tell artists this because um, a lot of times I hear things from, I hear artists say things like, oh, I don't like today's music. I liked music from the 90s better oh, or yeah. I like music from this era better. And I'm like, so write, so write music that's influenced by that that time period. <laughs> yeah. Like you can do that. that Absolutely. Like you can do whatever you want. If you like 90s music, write 90s music. If you like classic rock and you're mad that there's no classic rock, write classic rock. There's actually um, a very young, I mean, he's younger than me, uh, artist in my town that, that does classic rock style yeah. um, music. And it's amazing. And, and I'm like, if you miss that era, and you love 90s music and you make new music in that style, I promise you there are other people out there that would love to hear that sound. So if that's what you feel you resonate with most, write it. Yeah, I mean, I was in, um, when I was in high school, not too long ago, I was in the punk scene in Staten Island and Brooklyn in, in New York. And like, obviously, I mean, it, not that punk's dead, but punk is not from 20, you know, whatever year this was, uh, 2013, uh, 2010. Like that wasn't when punk came out and clearly punk has, has seen its better days, but obviously it, it still has this, this love and, and, and this, this livelihood in certain areas. So I was, I was involved in that scene and yeah, I saw plenty of people doing classical rock too. And it's really like, it, it, obviously, it has its it has its fans that are well past a certain age, but there are people that are in our age bracket that are creating some great stuff, like you said, that are not from today. Um, exactly. And I think, exactly. yeah, and I think you always should always. I mean, you shouldn't copy, but always recognize the past, especially yeah. if, especially if you're gonna copy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, give give some love to the folks that that provided that that stuff that you're gonna you know take from. But yeah, I, yeah. Th I think it's a I think it's really I think it's really a good. You gotta have to have a good balance with it too. And also, there's also people reinventing music, and we'll see where music goes from here. And I think this is a this is another conversation I've had with folks. I've had I've had producers on. I've had straight up physical instrumental musicians on and it's just a conversation this weird balance of so much music now is made on a computer made digital mm -hmm. and i know for a lot of folks that's a problem um what's your take on that my take is that each musician should record and make music in whatever way they want so there are some people that are like analog i die i live and die for analog make analog music there are people that are like i can do everything on my computer from my house so and i like the way it sounds i'm going to do that then do that i think that um you know trying to say which one's better or which one's right kind of uh takes away the fun of it i mean the the cool thing about music and art and anything that's creative is there are no rules mm -hmm. so don't make rules. If you want to do analog, do analog. I know the Foo Fighters, I think, will only do analog. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, D do whatever, do whatever you think will make your music sound the best it can be. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, five, ten years ago, I would have had the argument with you that, you know, um, I would always prefer uh, physical over, you know, analog <laughs> over, over digital. But I, 
I mean, you can't even. There's really, it's really hard to differentiate what came out of a guitar and what came out of a computer these days. Exactly, so it's, like, it's so good. Yeah, so you know, you could you could play this, you know, uh, uh, you could play a song for me right now, and I probably wouldn't be able to tell you. And I would, I mean, granted, I probably could because I have a fifty-fifty shot, but I really right. wouldn't know. I'm, I'm just guessing at that point. I'll tell you, I could not tell the difference. Yeah. Um, we're listening to song. My husband. Uh, he he actually points this out to me sometimes. <laughs> like we'll be listening to something, he'll be like, "Oh, this is analog," and I was like, "How the hell do you know?" Like it it sounds exactly like everything else, but um, yeah, like unless you're into gear and tech, like he is, like no one knows. Right. The, yeah. Regular listeners, they can't tell the difference. And that's the tough. quality is so good at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then there's the other thing of like you know. The, the 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 record labels or or what have you whether whether you're on a record label or not they don't care because they're just making the money right so they don't care and that's, for them it's cheaper if they do it obviously digitally right and that's what I'm saying like it, it's to me it's just up to the artist and it's up to their preference and you know um, when when musicians make a song it's it's a work of art so they should even if people can't tell the difference. If it means a lot to them to have it, you know, analog, then do that. Yeah. If that's do, if that's going to make you happy and it's going to make you feel proud of the song and feel like it's really um, your art and your music, then then do it. But like for someone like me, I don't really care that much, and um, I love having the ability to do everything at home. I don't have to go to a studio, so um, I'm not going to pay an extra few grand just to use equipment that I'm not going to tell the difference anyway. Right. Yeah. If you could, yeah, like you said, if you could trick it, if you could trick the audience at home, it's good enough. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's not important to me. I've never been into tech or gear, so I, I could right. care less. <laughs> <laughs> but some people care. And you Absolutely. know what? Let, let them do what makes them happy. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, something I wanted to mention, um, there's something, and I, I always bring this up um, to, to every guest that's a musician, and it's the idea of I think we we touched upon it a little bit earlier in the in the episode regarding your like Instagram and stuff, but this idea of like, you know, we're in a world now it's super competitive. You could drop a sound, you could drop a song on any platform. Um, you don't necessarily have to go through a label. You know, you you may or may not make money. You could do a gig, you can't do a gig, what have you. You could go on YouTube, all this stuff to get your voice out there and whatnot. But what I'm getting to is, what do you consider like success? What is it that, what is it that you're gonna have to do? And maybe you've reached it already. I don't know yet. I mean, I haven't. You haven't answered yet. But what is it that you have to do or have already done that you're like, I'm successful? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think um, it's a good one too because every single person will have a different definition of success. Um, for me. What I would consider, I would consider myself successful when I can make a comfortable living through music. Um, and to me, I would even further define that as uh, a thousand true fans. Um, are you, have you heard that theory, the thousand true fans theory? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have. So, so basically the theory, and this is for creatives or anyone that really does or makes or sells anything. It's that if you have 1000 true fans, that will spend $100 on you once a year, 
you'll make $100,000 a year. So you don't have to be Ariana Grande big. You don't have to be Beyonce big. If you have a thousand people that love you enough to come to two shows and buy a CD, that's it. You've made it. <laughs> like, like you can make a living off of that. So thinking of, I just want a thousand true fans um, seems much more attainable. So I think that would be my definition of success, uh, having a thousand true fans so that I could quit my day job, which is fun for now, but uh, <laughs> isn't what I want to do. I, I want to be in music. So uh, that's what I would consider success. Wow. I, I You know, you've uh, you stumped me because I've never heard that before. And I think, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, Thanks. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I never really, you know, thought about that because I know, you know, more often than not, people are like oh, the car, the house, blah, blah, blah. You know, right, when, right. When, or when my song gets, you know, 10 million listens, uh, uh, downloads or what have you on a certain app or something. That's more often than not, it's what people would say. But, uh, right. but see, you're thinking it the economical way. So you're thinking, you're thinking, you know, those thousand fans will give you everything. They'll download the music. That's right. <laughs> They'll buy you the house. <laughs> That's right. They sure will. They They're, sure will. And the cool thing about a thousand fans is, um, it, not not to knock other people's definitions of success, and you no, know if course, they have a goal on you know getting streams, then that's a good goal. But if your definition of success is just streams, well, what happens after that? Right. Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, because it's like you know, ever hear that? Um, I see it on TikTok a lot. It's like, uh, would you rather like ten? It was like five million dollars today, or like I give you a penny and multiply it by five every. Right. Winds up being a lot more money if you take the penny um, than the five million in one shot, or whatever you know, whatever the scenario is. And it's like that's what you're doing with these thousand fans. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I mean, if you think about it, getting someone to pay a hundred dollars that really like, uh, and and that's over the course of a year. So it's a twenty dollar ticket here, a twenty dollar t shirt here. Yeah. um, Yeah another $20 concert ticket and a download. Like if it's not that crazy to think that you can get someone that really likes you to give you a hundred dollars a year. So, and um, and within that thousand fans, you have thousands and if not more of casual fans. That's right. That's right. And that's more often than not, those are, those are the people that that'll, you know, tune out more because you'll lose them and gain them throughout, you know, but, uh, right. And, but those people, you know, maybe they'll buy one concert ticket. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe they're not the true fans because they're not spending $100 on you a year. But hey, we'll take, we'll take the 20 bucks a year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's great. Um, I love that. I'm going to say that to everybody moving forward. I think that's a, that's a great answer. Um, so something I actually discuss, another thing I discuss, and I think this is an important thing, is in going to your, your writing. Um, I know like if I'm drawing something or painting something or what have you, uh, or even writing something, I get to this point where I'm like, okay, I think I've reached its ultimate, you know, um, existence. It's, it, this is the end all be all. I've, I've, I've reached the end of this piece. But then a part of me is like, no, no, you could add a couple of more colors here. You could add mm-hmm. a couple more words there, depending on his, what it is that I'm doing. You have to learn how to stop yourself from from ultimately, you know, potentially ruining your your what what could have been a masterpiece. That's um, right. Is that something you struggle with? 
It is. And um, I'm going to share a piece of advice that I heard from a, a platinum songwriter. His name is Martin Sutton. And he says, a song is done, or, or if you want to test if a song is done, give it to a family member to listen or a friend or family member to listen. But their feedback doesn't matter at all. But what you want to do is when you give it to them and say, here's my song, take notice of what you say. Are you saying, here's my song, um, you know, I'm still working out the lyrics or or do you feel funny and like when you get to the bridge part, are you like interrupting the song and be like, you know, maybe maybe I'll add something else here. I don't know. He goes, then work, take the song back, go to the drawing or not the drawing board, but take the song back. Every comment that you made about it when you were showing it, fix that and then do it again. And when you play the whole song and at the end you just say, I'm proud of this, that's when the song's done. Wow. I, I think I, you did a, a TikTok on that. I did. <laughs> um, no, and that's great advice. But I will say to that advice is I do that regardless if it's done. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> My problem is I don't think anything ever is ready. Uh, and, I, and I think that's the same for a lot of folks. And that's the, that's the struggle a lot of people have is figuring out is this is this the uh, is this the ultimate version of this this piece and it's, yeah. it's, it's tough to figure out it, it's hard to find that balance because a lot of artists will say this as well that the rewrite is the real right because mm. um what some mistake that i see uh, especially new artists making is they write a song and then that's that's the song. <laughs> Whereas it's like, you no, you wrote like the, the sketch of it. But like you unless you're an amazing, amazing genius, like your first thing that comes out of your mouth or your first thought um, is not going to be the best one. Um, but you need to allow yourself to uh, think and write freely. So you don't want to judge the thoughts when they come out and you don't want to judge your work um, when it comes out, but you just want to be able to kind of open the floodgates, get everything out on paper. Then once you have all your ideas out, then take a step back and look at it and be like, okay, how can I improve this and how can I make that better? Um, for someone like you, I, I don't know what the answer is because I think that honestly um, it might be like, you need to be able to feel proud about your work yeah. and and confident that you're doing the best of your ability. And I think it, it if any point, if you're like, I'm proud of this, I would say just stop. Right. <laughs> if you're like, I'm proud of this, maybe I could do this better, but I'm proud of it. I would say like, have that be your stopping point. Is If you're proud, um, you know, we could continue to rewrite it, it into oblivion. So it's all about you feeling proud, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it is a good thing, uh, the, the, the point you shared earlier about, you know, asking family. I think that is a genius thing. Um, yeah, I know that that would help me because um, sometimes like when I listen to a song, I, I don't I don't know if I think it's done or not. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's such a good test because you I don't know, like I could totally see myself doing that and jumping in and being like, oh, I don't know if I like the lyrics here. And, and by the way, I found myself when I was recording, um, I'm actually going to release a song next month. I'm really excited about my first uh, original song that I'm, I'm recording and releasing. Um, wow. But when I was recording it, my husband was actually helping me um, 
because uh, I I need like moral support when I record vocals because it's very stressful for me. <laughs> and so he was there and I kept singing, I kept saying to him like, ooh, I hate this lyric, I hate this lyric. And then I was like, wait a minute, how many times am I gonna say I hate this lyric before I change it? Like, I'm gonna sit down and figure out this damn lyric. <laughs> if it's the last thing I do, like tonight, we're coming up with some better ideas. Um, so it is nice even just working with someone so that you're like, I'm sick of apologizing for this lyric. So we're going to fix it right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think uh, I'm, I'm glad that you have that support behind you. Cause I think you, you would probably go insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's really hard for musicians to work in a vacuum. So it, it for anyone yeah. that's listening, if you're a musician and you don't have anyone to work with, um, find a network of musicians. You can join mine. <laughs> um, I'm in a fabulous network of musicians. We meet um, every Tuesday uh, on Clubhouse. And it's just nice having having people that you could bounce ideas off of or talk about stuff when you're when you're stuck. And um, so, yeah, if you're working uh, in a bubble, make sure that you have a really good network of other musicians. Great advice. The best advice. I mean, yeah, we're all we're all looking for someone to uh, to understand what it is that we're doing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And if you don't have that, yeah, you're lost, and it's it sucks. Mm -hmm. um, I will say a uh, couple of last questions here. I think obviously the last year and a half has not been fun. I think right. um, <laughs> whether it is that we've gone through personal heartache or, or what have you, um, or you know just an overall as a world, it's just been it's been rough. Um, obviously, for musicians or gig players or, or or just you know creative people in general. It's obviously been pretty pretty uh, hard on 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 all of us as, as uh, not equally, but you know, obviously, it's been rough. Yeah. Um, things are opening up now. Does mm -hmm. that mean that you're going to be doing things more? Or are you going to wait things out? I will probably be doing some things more. Um, I I did a bunch of shows this summer, uh, oh, and wow. then awesome. things quieted down. Um, but I. So I enjoy playing out. So, uh, you know, I'll hop on any opportunity. But my ultimate goal is to um, have tracks that are fully produced uh, that I play to. And I only have one song that's fully produced. Right. So I do want to keep uh, working on my set. And I don't want to do anything like I'm not going to seek a tour and I'm not seeking gigs. It's like if people ask me to play, I will. Um, just because I don't want to like go too crazy, not having like my my entire show ready um so uh, yeah i'm kind of just taking it easy and if opportunities come my way i'll take them i love a good open mic and i i do love playing when it's just me and my piano um but yeah the ultimate goal is to really have a, a polished set and did did this past you know crisis this pandemic has this like a changed the way you um has it changed you as an artist it changed me incredibly I am not the same person. Um, I'm I'm one of those type of people that runs around and does way too much all the time. Right. And um, this pandemic was the first time that I had like a free weekend in years. I mean, like I'm not gonna like my friends will be like, "Hey, when do you want to hang out?" And I'll be like, two months. Um, I can hang. I have a Saturday free in two months." Um, so like that's how crazy it was, and the quiet forced me to deal with some things that I was not dealing with. And because I took the time to work on myself and deal with them, 
it, it makes me a better writer. I don't think that if the pandemic didn't happen, I don't think I ever would have figured out that I need to write music um, honestly and authentically. I think I would have just kept writing the, you know, unemotional pop music that I was writing at the time because wow. it, you know, I just wanted to, I don't know. So, so the, the quietness did force me to, to, address and deal some things. Um, one of those big things I came out as bisexual this year, which was um, mm. a big deal. Yeah, woo I was, <laughs> but you know, it's something that I had, um, I, I always like told myself that it didn't matter. Um, right, so right, I just, right. you know, I could be straight passing because I married a man. So uh, it like, I don't even know if I would have came out if it wasn't for this. But you know, when wow. you're like, you have all that time to like think and you're like, there, I can, like, I'm, I'm just not going to allow myself to be unhappy. There's no reason. So let's figure out what's causing it and, like, I don't know, knock it out. Yeah, no, that, like, that's, that's incredible. Uh, that's great. That, yeah, so I'm very fortunate. I know, I know some people have, um, you know, not fared well, um, and I'm, I'm very <laughs> blessed. I'm very grateful, you know, like, uh, that I was able to really just take this time to work on myself, Um no, I, listen, no, no harm, no foul. I mean, I think you really, you know, you, like many of us, um, you know, whether whether or not we did go through something, it's it, we still took the time, you know, to to figure out who we are. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt everyone did that. There was right. no doubt. Um, and and you, you really you really were able to like be really comfortable with yourself and be like, I'm going to be true to myself and to the, to the, everybody around me. Um, yeah. It and- is a great feeling. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's almost like <laughs> yeah. a, so, I didn't realize um, how like exhausting it is to, to not be yourself. And yeah. it wasn't just that, you know, it's about, I didn't even want to write about topics that were personal to me. <laughs> like I just mm. had this shell around me where I just didn't want to let anyone in and I didn't want to let anyone see who I really was. And, um, yeah, once you like, you can break through those layers, it is so freeing. Like I literally have more energy than I did before the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm just less exhausted in general. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing how, how physically exhausting emotional stress can be. And people don't even realize that. I have one last question. Before yep. we go, um, it's been almost an hour already. I had no idea. Um, I this is something I ask uh, my fan, my my fans. <laughs> something I ask my guests at the end is, uh, what is your favorite movie that pertains to your your creative life? So, for instance, you are singer songwriter, what have you. What's your favorite uh, movie that may may pertain to that? My favorite movie of all time is Pan's Labyrinth. Have you seen that? Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite movie. Um, but I think part of the reason I loved it is uh without giving any spoiler alerts for people that haven't seen it, um, I just loved how um the use of fantasy and stories to help this little girl through a really traumatic and horrible um situation. And I just love that because that's what art does. That's what music does. That's what everything creative does is it helps kind of give us meaning behind these things that really don't don't have meaning sometimes. Um, you know, and it kind of helps us make sense with the world and help us cope and give us comfort and 
piece. Like it, it's just so amazing. So I, that's why I love that movie. Okay. Actually, maybe okay. I'll watch it tonight. All right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I was gonna say I was like, it's not, it's not really a movie about a songwriter or a singer. But I, I love your explanation as to why it connects to the creativity. I love that. Yeah. Um, no, it's, that, that is a great movie. I haven't seen it in in probably since I was when it when it came out. Um, so I think it's. Uh, this has been a great. This has been a great episode. Um, I think we've mentioned your Instagram. We mentioned your TikTok earlier. I'm assuming that's where people can find you. What? What are? Where can people find you on social media? That's right. If you want to connect, um, Instagram is definitely the best. At uh, Dano Lady Be Good. I also have a YouTube channel uh, called Dano Lady Be Good. <laughs> oh, I didn't know um, that. Yes, I love my YouTube channel. It's my baby. I've been putting a lot of uh, time into that. Oh, sure. Um, Lately. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. So come hang out with me on YouTube. Uh, if you're ever looking for music recommendations or want to know what's up uh, with all the new music that's coming out, um, definitely give me a follow. I try to stay on top of that and, and share it with uh, share it with everyone. All right, that's uh, that was that was a great episode. Thanks. Yay. Yeah.